find a door. You know, in every embassy, there's a glass door that welcomes people. And it says whatever embassy, right, with the flag, whatever. There was no official, like, entry. It was just a compound. And I was like, all right, this is weird. So I'm riding around, riding around. I cannot find the entry. The only entrance I found looked like an entrance where staff would come out, right? And so I called the guy and said, hey, I can't find the entry. And the guy goes, oh, uh, don't worry. I'll come out. So I'm thinking the guy was going to come out to get me, right? Which right. would kind of make sense, right? So I was standing there, and then the soldier, because they have soldiers protecting it, and they said, oh, you can't stand there. So I was across the street now from the embassy, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy comes out, crosses the street, goes, oh, hey, Mr. Grant, how are you? I said, hey, how are you? He goes, oh, give me your passport. I was like, what? I was like, I'm not giving you my passport. Are you crazy? He's like, no, no, no. I, I need your passport to make the visa. And I was really reluctant on giving him the passport because I had previously lost my passport twice. And that year before in China, it got stolen. So the government probably thought I was selling my passport because I wasn't issued a passport in China. So for those of you who don't know this, if you lose your passport two times in five years, you will not get that passport in whatever country you are. doesn't matter if the U.S. Embassy or not. That passport will have to come from the M- It'll have to come from the government in the United States. It'll have to be mailed to the country because they because what they do is they're gonna background check you and they wanna see how it's possible you lost the passport so many times. So yeah, so so he wanted me to give the passport and I was like, I'm not gonna give him my passport. Because if I give him my passport and let's say something happens, I'll probably never be able to travel again for a long time. So and then he was like, Don't worry, don't worry, you know, I just gonna make the visa. I'm going to get the visa, I'm going to make it, and I'm bringing it back in an hour. And then I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm going to give it to him. But without him knowing, I took my phone, I took a picture of him. So, so, so I would have a picture just in case. So I give him my visa, I give him my, my passport. He goes in, I get on my wheel, I ride around. In an hour, I meet back there, and he comes across the street again, because I can't stand next to the embassy. Comes across the street. Now, picture if you were just walking by, right? And as you're walking by, here you see some little Asian dude handing me a passport and me handing him cash. That just looks real sketchy right there. Right, sure. And, and, and that's exactly what happened. I gave him the cash right there. He gave me the passport and I had the visa, North Korean visa in my passport. And, and, and so, so everything about it is like that. It, it's very... You know, it's very, very interesting. You got to be, also, you got to be very careful. I mean, things are very serious there. You can't, you can't do any kind of dumb stuff that will right. get you put away. Because they will put you away. It's, it's not a joke. It's right. real. So, you got the shirt on, the naked ping pong. I heard a little bit about the story. So, how did that come about? The, the, it was the parties, right? The naked ping pong? Yeah. Parties? So, so be, before we opened up Spin... We used to have this party called Naked Ping Pong. And what Naked Ping Pong, naked, I mean, people weren't actually naked, although it's like a marketing wanted thing. to, I guess. It was fine, <laughs> but but, uh, but it, it was more of the state of mind that we were in, just about being open and enjoying life and living free. And we would have this party in a loft apartment, right? And uh, first we started with one table, then we got two tables, then we had three tables, then we eventually got a DJ, and it would be, you know, you pay $20 and you, you, you play this tournament 
and it's all the alcohol you want free, right? All the alcohol that we had right. because we we had sponsors like Red Bull, Vodka, oh, wow. companies, beer companies. The alcohol—it's illegal, but you can't give it away free alcohol. So that was the party that actually started the way we met Susan Sarandon and which in return helped us get the first club we have in the York spin. So, okay. So are you going to ever have the, uh, the naked ping pong gear for sale? Do you have any for sale? Oh, actually, actually we had it for a little while and yeah. then we stopped selling it, but I'm sure we're going to start selling it again. But I guess one of the things I have is that it's like, uh, I mean, part of like going back to like you were saying about like highlighting some of that, like the snobbiness of some of the table tennis people that if they're not, if you're not good enough, they won't play with you. And that's right. I, I grew up playing in my basement. I always loved it. But then the past couple of years, I got more into it and, and met some of the guys like Richard Chiz and then the Broward Table Tennis Club. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. I eventually got a little bit tired of that because like, I like more of the fun playing and it's like, if I'm going to dedicate my life to be that, like that good at it, then, then you're, it's going to be no fun anymore. Then like, it's right. be hard to find people that are good enough to play with me. So it's like, what's the point? I'd rather just, I'd rather just play more of the casual and fun. And <laughs> right. Right. No, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the whole reason, the whole reason why we made spin is for that exact yeah. reason. Yeah. You know, like for me, like most, I want to say 90% of table tennis players can only see from the table tennis side. Right. Right. But me, I see it from both sides. I see it from the non-table tennis player's side and I see it from the table tennis side because most of the top table tennis players, a lot of them, that's all they have is table tennis. So right. that's the only thing they see. Yeah. But I, I've done so many other things in my life. So I can see from the normal person's side and I can see from the table tennis player's side. So it's like for me, I always use the word ping pong. I, I rarely say table tennis unless someone I'm talking to says table tennis. But I use, always use the word ping pong for me because it's a more friendlier word. And that's why we created spin. We created spin to take away that seriousness right. and make it fun for everyone. You know, we got alcohol, we got music, you got ping yeah. pong. And then the, other, serious the, the, other, the other thing I found, like, usually places, obviously, Spin, you're, got, you're probably the biggest name that does this kind of thing. But, but there's some other places across the country and uh, outside the country that do a similar kind of thing. But uh, yeah. I find if people aren't dedicated to the table t or the ping pong, it doesn't, it doesn't really have the right vibe. Like, they're like, you know, then they just, like, a bar and they just throw the table in. It just doesn't quite have this right vibe to it. Right, right, right. Um, but you know what it is? Uh, most people like ping pong, right? Yeah, they do. As, as, as a fun thing. They, they like it as, as something that's very fun. So much not on the serious part of it, but they like it as a fun thing. And, and, that's, and, and, and it's the fun thing that draws people to it, right? I mean, that's the biggest problem of the sport in the country today. Yeah. There's no entertainment value. There's no fun part of it. Right. So because there's no entertainment value or fun part for people who don't play, that's what makes it very difficult to to to, to push this sport and make it really. Yeah, easy. like I'll give you another example about this. You, you, I don't know if have you ever met him, Ben Haichu. 
That sounds so familiar. Why do I know? But that? he's one of the top uh, Chinese guys. He's in Miami, but he's uh, he's like sixty-seven. He plays at the Broward yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy actually. Anyway, but this past November, I moved to South Beach. But he lives—I forget exactly where he lives in Miami. But I know he doesn't live around here. And the one day in the in the the parking parking garage, I see him here. I was like, "Oh, what's up, Ben?" And then he goes, I said, what are you doing there? He said, he's, he's, tra- he's coaching, training some other guy here. And because Miami, if, there's not many Chinese guys. And I, I figured out who right, the right. other guy was. Well, then I first told Ben, and I told him you know, that this guy has a table in his apartment. I said, if he ever, you know, if he ever wants to hit him, you know, I'll hit with him. But, it, but well, then Ben says, well, I got to ask him. Then he goes, well, he declined. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and it's just like, yeah, it's like these guys are not, you know, it's, that's, I, I, that's a little bit of a problem with that whole mindset. I understand if you're really making a living out of it, but these guys are still amateurs. They're not making a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's, 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 it's one of the biggest problems yeah. of, of this sport. And, and that's why it's very hard for this sport to really, really get off. And I don't want to go too much. We talked a lot, but I know, I know the uh, no the pop tennis. I've seen that. That yeah. uh, how did you get involved with that? So that sport is probably which a lot of people don't know. A lot of people think I just started playing this sport because they see the post I post of actually that sport is forever. Is the oh, first right. rec I ever played. I played. I played that sport when I was a kid. Oh wow! So I didn't realize where that. I lived, I, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I, so I moved. So we were in Marble Projects. Then eventually we moved from Marble Projects. We moved to Coney Island, right? At the end of Coney Island, right? We, we lived outside of this. There's 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 this private community where we live just outside of it. So so it's really weird because we live at the end of Coney Island. There's a gate that goes all, actually all around the end of Coney Island that blocks you from getting into this private community. It's pretty funny. But uh, the private community is called Seagate, right? So Seagate is at the very end of Coney Island. And at the time, I lived on 37th Street in Polar, which is also at the very end on the other side of the private community. So my friend lived in Seagate, one of my friends, and he played paddle tennis. And he invited me to play paddle tennis. So I played that sport as a kid at, when I was younger. And I played competitions when I was younger. And, and that, was my, that, that was my first racket sport. And then what happened was is I had surgery on my hip two, two years ago. And I stopped playing the competitive tournaments probably like two years before that or a year and a half before that because I was in a lot of pain. I was, I, was, I couldn't walk sometimes. I was in really a lot of pain. And then as I went and got the surgery, I spent about five to six days doing rehab, like nonstop. So I was indoors all the time, you know. And then, and then after when I got, when I was getting much better, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be indoors training because I spent all, I want to be out, you know. And so I went back. To playing back to playing paddle tennis, which is now called pop tennis. So I went back to that sport and started playing it again. And actually, I, I I made I think it was like in three months, I made the finals of a tournament that I won when I was like fifteen wow. or sixteen. So the same tournament, same place, 
but like 20 years later, I made the finals of the same tournament. Yeah. So, so uh, I was wondering if you've ever been, it's really been blowing up. I've only played a few times uh, pickleball. Ah, pickleball. <laughs> so I actually, I actually got offered money to play pickleball. Oh, yeah. But for me personally, uh-huh. it, it, it's not a sport that I like. Only because have you watched the pro I, players play it though? Well, a lot yeah, of people it's just even worse. Oh, really? <laughs> for me, only uh-huh. for me, because I like sports that is super high energy and right. super, it's super intense, super fast. And pickleball is more of a game of touch and angle, right? Than it is put the ball away, right? So, okay. so, so I actually played it. I, I played one time where where I practice paddle tennis in Stuyvesant Town. Some semi-pro guys came with their pickleball net because the yeah. pickleball net is, is a little bit higher than a paddle tennis net. Okay. Uh, so, it's lower than so, a tennis net, I know. Yeah, lower than a tennis net, a little bit yeah. higher. So, 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 so they came with the pickleball net and, and they're practicing. And then uh, one of them knew my friend. My friend, he's played some pickleball, but he plays paddle tennis. He actually played with me U.S. Open last year as my partner. So he says, hey, you want to play these guys pickleball? And I was like, how do you play? And he says, pretty much almost the same. You just can't step in his kitchen and blah, blah, blah. There's like a line you can't pass. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. All right, yeah. bro. Yeah. And we smoke. Like, it's, for me, it was slow motion. The ball was moving so, you know, you, you play ping pong. And ping yeah. pong is so fast. Right. This is like a huge ping pong ball to me. Yeah. And it was moving so slow. And then there was things that like, like I don't know, they, for them, it was about trying to play that touch ball and angle. Whereas yeah, they call, they call it the dink, the dink, they call it, yeah. Dink, yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas me, I would just blast at him 100 miles an hour right at his chest. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. right? <laughs> they, they, they couldn't really react because, yeah, so it, it was, I mean, it was good to beat them because we never played. Yeah. But it wasn't fun. Like I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, but but, but, it I, is. but it's blowing up though. I mean, they're they're really marketing yeah. well, and there's this place that uh, some guy actually last time when I saw you in Bryant Park in last June, he told me about it. I I want to check it out. I haven't been there. It's in Kansas City, and it's it's like a franchise, like kind of like a spin, but for pickleball called uh, Oh wow, uh, Chicken yeah. and Pickle. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I may have heard of this place. Yeah, but I can see it yeah. helping ping pong grow in that kind of way too because a lot of these places, they, they have a bunch of ping pong tables too, but it's, it's hard because the feature is pickleball, not ping pong. But. Right, 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 right. I mean, it is, it is the number one growing sport yeah. in the country right now. Number one right now. Anyway, Wally, well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out to talk to me. I guess any, any I, I love how you, you've, like you're saying, you're promoting the peace with ping pong. Any, any thoughts about all the, you know, the, the rioting and all that, the, the, the cop violence? Yeah, and all? yeah I mean, it's, 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 it's so crazy right now. Yeah. I mean, just the things that's going on and, 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 and the, the sort of kind of racism stuff that's going on. But the thing is, is, is like, I've always like, like, like I said before, with a ping pong. I've always been that person that I, I I'm never one way. I, 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 I can look at this way, and I can look at this way. Right. You know, I'm the guy that, that you know, I can look at the way, the understanding, and understand how you know our black people feel, 
And then I can also go in and look at what the KKK is thinking and why do you think that way, right? So, so I can look anyway. And for me, the, 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 the part of, of protest, I think that's good. That's a good idea. That's good. You got to protest to make change. The thing that I don't like, which makes me really angry, is when people start looting. I don't know. In my mind, I can't put together, let me steal stuff, take it home, keep it in my house, so I can be happy with this stuff because someone died. Right? Like, for me, that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, so when people do that, that makes me really crazy. And then what happens is, and which is happening now, at first, when this thing came off, it was about this guy who was murdered by the police, right? The talk now is about the protesters right. doing dumb shit. Excuse right. my French. But, but, but blowing up police cars, looting. I mean, so what's happening is the actions are overshadowing the whole point of what this whole thing's supposed to be about. That I don't like. You know, the other day, the, the other day, I was at home and I, and, and I was watching some lives and somehow it jumped on this guy's live and it had, it had I don't know, it had maybe 120,000 people live watching this because you, you look at top something people, right? And this dude, he was actually there, there the next, the, the next day and, and he was walking around with his camera filming what was going on. And he was saying the same thing I was saying. He was like, look at all these people. They, 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 they're here and, and they're looting and, and, and they're stealing. They weren't here yesterday when the police were shooting rubber bullets at us. They weren't here when, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, stores are broken up. Now they want to come out the house. So they, they're not there for the, what the point's supposed to be, you know, for the protests, right? And that, that's the only thing I don't like. I, I really, I, I really don't like that. You know, somebody, somebody died, right? And you stealing something to keep in your house to make you feel happy is, 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 is totally wrong. So that I, I really don't like, you know? And then one more thing, because I was going to post this stuff, but, but my wife won't let me post it. But another thing that I think also, which I think is really pissed me off even more, you know, you got cops outside, right? Now, if you're a protester, right, and you go firebomb some cop or, 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 or hurt some cop, you're just as bad as the cop who thinks all, all black people are bad, right? So if you take your anger out on some cop, you don't know, maybe this guy is, 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 is an activist for black people. You don't know that, right? right. That's his job. So you can't. You can't take out your anger and hurt someone, right? Who, who, who just because he's a cop doesn't mean he's bad. Right. Because then that, because, because that'd be the same thing of cops saying just because he's black, he's bad. So you're actually by, and that's what these, some of these guys don't understand. By, by doing that, you're saying the same thing these bad cops are saying. He's black, so he must be bad. Okay, he's a cop, so he must be bad. And that's just not the case. So those two things make me really, really angry. I've been telling my wife all day, I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. So those are my two things that make me crazy. 
All right. Well, thanks a lot, Wally. I really appreciate it. And yeah, keep on doing your thing and hope to see you again sometime soon. Yeah, man. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Later.